what's going wrong with the Pelicans defense and what should the Pelicans be doing offensively if they don't get Brandon Ingram back soon plus a little bit of Devontae Graham talk it's the Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans let's go you are Locked On Pelicans your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. Got a couple of days off between games, which is maybe going to do the Pelicans some good as they're on a losing streak right now. Well, not a losing streak, but they're one in four in their last five games. Certainly not what they want as they look to try and get into the ninth spot. And thank God the Lakers are just yucky and crappy. Uh, keeping the Pelicans in the hunt for for all of this. But the defense has gone a little bit sideways during this time, and they might be without Brandon Ingram a little bit more. So let's break down some of those things in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And... Yeah, subscribe, tell a friend about the show, leave a five-star review with a comment. Before we dive into today's show, we got a takeover with Chris Connor tomorrow alongside Antonio Daniels. Brought in a ringer of a guest host here. And don't forget, next Saturday, Sunday, the game on the 26th against the San Antonio Spurs, we've got the Pelicans media meetup networking thing before the game, a big, a nice little happy hour on a Sunday fun day. So if you want to come meet me, other members of the media, and then stay for a chalk talk between Joel Myers and... And Antonio Daniels. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I will be there. I hope you will be too. If you need you need special tickets to the event, so you can get those through a link. I've got it on my Twitter. I'll put it in the description of today's show as well. And pin it as a comment on the YouTube side of things too. So let's dive in. The Pelicans over the past five games have struggled. No Brandon Ingram during that time, and that's kind of the, the number that I want to use. They're one in four during that stretch, and their defensive rating during the past five games puts them at fourth worst in the league. Only the Pacers, Wizards, and Thunder are worse than them. The Lakers are even better than them. That's been a big part of why they're losing games. They just can't get some stops right now, right? We've really seen that against the Phoenix Suns. They could have won that game if they got a couple of stops. Simple as that. You know, the offense actually has been good enough. And when you look at how they've played, they haven't been terrible. They're scoring points. They're just not stopping the opponent whatsoever. And at that point, you're going to always almost lose. You're not going to outshoot most teams, so you need to figure out a little about what to do differently there somewhat, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, but defensively is where they're getting burned. And so I really did kind of a deep dive, rewatched some of these games, to really try and figure out what's going on and why their defensive rating is so bad, why they're struggling to get stops, because on the surface of it, they're actually doing some things right. They're, they're grabbing defensive boards, not at an amazing rate, but they're 10th best in the league during this time in terms of defensive rebounding percentage. They're not giving up a ton of second chance points. Again, they're not elite at this by any stretch, but they're not horrible ranking in the middle of the league 17th overall when it comes to second chance points. There's a couple of things that have been really, really 
hurting them. First and foremost is a lack of rim protection. When teams get down low, they tend to score at the rim. Pelicans are averaging less than three blocks per game over this five-game stretch. No rim protection, no real deterrent there. You know, Jackson Hayes can do it on occasion. He's had some nice moments, right? But he's not a full-on rim protector shot blocker. Jonas Valanciunas can hold his own down low, but again, he's not a shot blocker. He's not a rim protector. He's not someone that's going to go up and block shots into the backboard and do all of those things. So that's actively hurting them, is letting up the most efficient shot in the league at the rim at a very high rate and not being able to really deter it. So it's those points in the paint and really more than that, just high percentage looks points in like the restricted area. They're doing well when it comes to steals. They're forcing a lot of those. They're actually number one in the league over the past five games in terms of steals per game. A lot to do with Jose Alvarado. I had someone tweet at me. It was, we should start calling him Grand Theft Alvarado, which is a name probably a little too long, but I, I really dig that one being a Grand Theft Auto player. Um, so they're at 10.6 steals per game. Herb Jones really factors into that too. And so as I've watched this morning, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, the numbers aren't aren't terrible. What's, what's killing the Pelicans right now is opponent points off turnovers. They're getting burned in that. So it's their offense leading, putting their defense in a bind. They're 23rd in the league. They're giving up 18.2 points per turn, uh, points off turnovers per game over these last five. And that was readily apparent, right? against the Phoenix Suns, who managed to get 33 points off the Pelicans' turnovers. So you're having a zero possession for yourself because you turn the ball over, and then they're scoring on the next one. You should actually be able to defend some of those better because a lot of these are like dead ball turnovers. They're throwing the ball out of bounds, things like that. They're not live balls that turn into the fast break. And teams aren't really running a ton against New Orleans in that situation. One thing I've noticed, and look, it's added, it's aided by the points off turnovers and the turnovers New Orleans is having, is New Orleans just can't defend the fast break at all. Not even off of turnovers, but during live play. And that's been a really, really shocking thing. Memphis had a ton, right, the other day. And New Orleans didn't turn the ball over at all. They're just not getting back on defense, and it seems very lackadaisical at times. Part of it probably is you have, you're have you starting Devontae Graham and C.J. McCollum right now, and that's not a good enough backcourt to be able to get away with that. You know, This is a time when maybe you do need to look at starting a guy like Jose Alvarado to try and give you a little bit of help down low because not down low, on the perimeter, just to get back and slow things down and be a menace because the undersizedness of Devontae Graham combined with the fact that he's just not a good defender is actively hurting this team. They're getting burned in transition off inbounds. After they make a shot, the team's inbounding the ball and team's just going and and Devontae Graham is not good enough at keeping up with that. CJ McCollum's a liability there too. So I do wonder if it's time to look at starting a guy like Jose Alvarado if you're not going to get Brandon Ingram back. And I think there's a chance he doesn't play at all on this three-game road trip. They might get some reinforcements coming back with Larry Nance Jr., but he's not a shot blocker. He's a good defender, and he'll slow some people down, but he's not a shot blocker. And so you need to inject something to try and slow down these fast break opportunities and just get people who are going to get back, which is right now not Devontae Graham and maybe needs to be Jose Alvarado into that starting lineup. Because, look, you can't really drop anyone else. You're not going to drop Jackson Hayes or Valanciunas, certainly not Herb Jones and not C.J. McCollum. 
you're going to make a change, there's there's one of them. Maybe you throw Najee Marshall in there to put some length out on the perimeter a little bit more and see if that helps you. But it's really those points in the fast break of teams just trying to run against New Orleans and New Orleans not being ready for it. That's absolutely killing them right now. So coming up, though, what do you do if you don't have Brandon Ingram over this road trip? I've been screaming this for, for it feels like two weeks now. More Valanchunas. Let's get into it next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. This is a product I've started using every single day, and I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a little bit more energy, wanted just a better immune system. I don't have time for like a complicated... Uh, regiment of supplements in, in knowing what to take. Just make it easy on me. And that's what athletics, Athletic Greens does. So what is this stuff? With AG1, uh, it's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all of the things. And it's super easy. I wake up, I throw a scoop of it in some water, I shake, and I drink it. It's got like a, a tropical taste to it that I actually like. It doesn't taste bad at all. And it's going to help support better sleep quality and recovery. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the summer. You don't want to get sick. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. That's again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out Locked On Now. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free, available wherever you get your podcast. Can't get all the context you need from the box score. Make sure Locked On Now is your second listen. So I think Brandon Ingram might be out for a little bit longer. That hamstring soreness is just not there. And we've seen... From him, I think, by enough by now, with, with him in a Pelicans uniform, that if he's not 100% healthy, you shouldn't really be playing him. He's largely ineffective. You may as well put someone out there who can have more of a measurable impact on the game. I like him playing. I like him to try and fight through this a little bit, but he's just one of those players that if he's not right, his whole game is off. So until he's 100% healthy, not 95, not 98, not 99, 100 it probably means he's going to be on the bench, which means he could be on in street clothes during this three-game road trip coming up, the pivotal game on Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. Not an ideal situation. So what do they do? What should they do? We've seen this team struggle shooting in, in various things like that at times, and while their offense hasn't been bad during this stretch while Valanciunas has been out, I wouldn't call it necessarily good either we've seen them kind of struggle and again the turnovers more than anything are what's really hurting them and that's probably just guys trying to do a little bit too much the Pelicans offense ranks exactly 15th in the league during this time again it's not bad 
but it could be better and they need to cut down the turnovers because that is a problem um, 24th in the league in turnover percentage during this time to me to me <laughs> this screams more Jonas Valanciunas I've been wanting it for a while. I want to see some really dominant performances from him. And against Orlando Magic, he had 30 points. It feels like he should be doing this almost on a nightly basis without Brandon Ingram right now. Over the last five games, he's averaging 19.8 points per game, 9.4 rebounds. He's shooting 53%. He's had two 10-point games in there, two 30-point games in there, and a 17-point game in there, too. Look at those 30-point games and look at how dominant he has been and just there's no answer for him and there's no one that can really guard him on most of these teams. Again, there's no one really on the Spurs who are going to be able to totally slow him down. Same for the Charlotte Hornets on this road trip as well. So get him the ball. Against the Phoenix Suns, he was starting to cook 17 points on the game, right? And then they just started going away from him. They really started going away from him during that stretch, and I don't really know why. I want to see him like he was in that second half against Orlando, demanding the ball, like he was against Houston, demanding the ball, and the game plan was get him the ball and let him cook. Here's the thing. During this stretch, he's averaging 1.8 turnovers per game. Get the dude who's not turning the ball over a lot, the ball more, who we can see scores 30 points. Sometimes it doesn't. We, we don't need to overthink this. It's been tough at times when they don't really have a guard that can get him the ball. That's a limitation of Devontae Graham and some of the others. But you have CJ McCollum back who is capable of doing that. Maybe they start Jose Alvarado. Maybe. And he's capable of doing that. And we've seen a nice little 4-5, you know, two-man game between him and Jackson Hayes. I think we need to see more Valanchunas. Like, he needs to be the focal point. He needs to be a big, big, bigger part of the game plan so that... This team wins, and I think by getting him the ball down low, if you can make those entry passes to him. If you don't, if you feel this team doesn't have someone who can do it, then don't. But we've pr- they've proven he can. And get him the ball and let him cook. He's not going to turn it over. In worst cases, he probably just passes it out. But you shouldn't rely on trying to outshoot opponents, and that's something the Pelicans look like they were trying to do against the Phoenix Suns. That ain't going to work. It didn't work. This team doesn't have the shooters to really go out and do that. And we'll talk about Devontae Graham in a second with some of that stuff. So get Jonas Valanciunas the ball. If you have Brandon Ingram, you don't need to worry about that as much. But if you don't, get Jonas Valanciunas the ball. Please, please make the did Jonas Valanciunas have a good game Twitter account basically say yes every single night and in like dominant fashion because he has a chance to be a really special player right now and if you don't have bi you need someone to step up he's the easiest opportunity the best guy to be able to go and do it and over these past five games with two 30 point games he's proven that he's absolutely capable of doing that all right coming up though let's talk a little bit about Devonte graham some of the stuff i want to look at a little bit with the future with him and his contract and all that stuff. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. So for the latest odds, contests, and player prompts, BetOnline.net is the number one sports uh, number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. 
So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcasts. Monday through Friday, no one else coming to you like that without a paywall or anything like that. Enjoy the takeover from Chris Connor of Pelican Spaces tomorrow and Antonio Daniels, who also does work for Locked On too, which is really cool. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I just finished editing the show. It's great. You're going to enjoy it. I will be out. I'm going to be a, a car fanatic. I'm going to be at the 12 hours of Sebring and watching Formula One, probably at the to a degree at the same time over the weekend, and I'll be back with you all on Monday. Um, but I would love being able to get some guest hosts, and as I need breaks and things like that, we'll be getting more in here, and i got a list of people that I think you're really going to like when we need some guest hosts. So let's talk about Devontae Graham a little bit. This is a guy who's, again, the big free agent signing for the Pelicans, and, you know, this is, while I think David Griffin is doing a very good job now, and he's made some good moves over this offseason, this is one that... He didn't really put Devontae Graham in the best position because the expectations were probably higher than they should be. He traded away a lottery-protected first-round pick in a signing trade for Devontae Graham, largely to have a massive trade exception that didn't get used in the way that we were probably hoping that it would get used for. They could have signed him outright. They had the cap space. They didn't need to trade that pick away, but he thought the trade exception would be more useful to be able to bring in a big money player at the deadline. Part of it got used on Larry Nance Jr. There are other ways that could have made that trade work. The trade exception, like most trade exceptions, don't really get used, though there's still time and the rest of it expires on the day that that trade went through. So it's going to be closer to the start of free agency and all of that. But this is a guy who, you know, has played a variety of roles for New Orleans. He's averaging 12.5 points per game, but he's doing it on 11.4 shots, so not great efficiency there. And isn't shooting particularly good from three. 34.4%. Last year in Charlotte, 37.5. Year before that, 37.3. So this is a bit down for him. He's doing it on eight attempts per game, which is a good number, and people definitely respect him as a shooter, but you're starting to see some of that court gravity lessen just a little bit. Teams aren't as worried about that, and they're going to wait till he makes a couple of shots before they really start to pay more attention and guard him, and I, to a degree, unfortunately, understand it. Over the past five games, he's averaging 11.6 points per game on 10.4 shots, shooting a tick better at 35%. They need more than that, right? Again, if you trade a first-round pick for a guy, even though it wasn't really for him, it was more for the trade exception, you're setting higher expectations than that. Uh, but he's he's useful off the bench. In a starting role, he's just being asked to do a little bit too much. And I liked him coming off the bench where you can have that kind of one-to-one efficiency, one point per shot attempt or tick above that, because you're not taking shots away from the starters. You're not actively hurting the offense as much and you know you don't need to worry as much when it comes to some of the bench units but he's starting right now with potentially Brandon Ingram out and that's not the ideal situation I think this is a guy that will be involved very much in trade talks this offseason he's not untradeable I've had friends text me that being like this guy is untradeable his contract's very reasonable right and that should kind of tell you what to expect from him too he's making 11 million this year 11 and a half next year 12 the year after that and then 12.6 in the final year of the contract that's fine. An $11 million player is, is nothing that special in the NBA right now. So we probably shouldn't have insanely high expectations for Devontae Graham. And I think some of the expectations have with him being like the big addition during free agency and the first round pick being tied to him. But off the bench, he can be a very useful player. And hopefully this team can just get healthy 
and let him kind of succeed slash thrive in that role or at least just be in that role for an extended period of time to see what he can give you. But he's not going to do much other than shoot threes, but he can rip threes off the bench. That's fine. Shooting 36% from the field overall this season. He doesn't get to the rim. He doesn't really drive as much. He's a three-point shooter that can move the ball well, averaging seven assists per game. He's a good connector, similar, similar like Lonzo Ball was, but not necessarily a creator for others. So I think they'll look to move him this offseason if they can bring more dynamic guard play back. And with that amount of money that he's making, it's a useful guy. You need a you need a shooter off the bench. He can really fulfill that role. So I don't think he's untradeable or it's this albatross hanging around the neck of the Pelicans or anything like that. And hopefully maybe over these three games, revenge game in Charlotte, anybody? It's always a great opportunity to kind of explode for points. Would be a wonderful opportunity for him. So we'll see if he gets it going. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. That's going to do it for me this week on Locked on Pelicans. Again, Chris Connor takeover tomorrow alongside Antonio Daniels, guest hosting Locked on Pelicans. It's dropping as you're, you're listening to this on Thursday, let's say. It's going to be 9 p.m. Thursday. 9 p.m. Central is when it's going to go live on YouTube. The podcast will hit at midnight. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll be back with you. As, as always, I'm Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all on Monday.